Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, New York City, Washington, D.C., and Mar-a-Lago all on high alert as police and protesters brace for a possible indictment of Donald Trump. Here are tonight's top headlines. A bomb threat rattling the court where the Trump case is heard. Tonight, CBS News learns what the former president is discussing as he huddles with his advisors at his Florida resort. Outside Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, protesters rallied in support of the former president. Newly obtained video shows sheriff's deputies and hospital workers piling on top of a shackled 28-year-old. I saw these nine men and a woman on top of my baby. Another series of storms are expected to hit California in the coming days. If you live in the Midwest, the South, or the Northeast, this is headed your way. Bus drivers, custodians, and special needs assistants go on strike at the nation's second largest school system. They say that many of these folks are living below poverty level. Two high-profile visits on opposite sides of the war in Ukraine. Japan's prime minister travels to Kyiv as the leaders of Russia and China meet in Moscow. And leaping into history. We are making a change in the gymnastics world and that we are paving the way for the younger girls who look like us. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Tonight, a powerful storm system moves ashore out west and it is also moving east. We'll have the forecast on this first full day of spring. Plus, we're continuing our series Facing Fertility with a look tonight at the growing popularity of egg freezing. 
But first, the nation is awaiting a potential criminal indictment of former President Donald Trump. The New York City Police Department placed steel barriers and cameras around the criminal courthouse in lower Manhattan ahead of possible protests. Law enforcement sources tell CBS News that contingency plans are in place for potential violence. Similar precautions are taking place here in D.C. with barricades placed around the U.S. Capitol. CBS's Robert Costa is going to start us off tonight from outside that courthouse in New York City. Good evening, Robert. Good evening to you, Nora. Sources tell CBS News that the grand jury's work here is nearly done, with prosecutors sketching out the framework for a possible indictment of former President Trump. But officials are increasingly on edge about security challenges and protests. The arrest former President Trump predicted would happen today never did. But his call for protests has New York on high alert. Metal barricades have fortified the courthouse where he'd likely turn himself in. And all NYPD officers, numbering about 35,000, were ordered to be in full uniform and ready to mobilize. A bomb threat rattled courthouse proceedings this morning, but nothing was found. Security has also increased around the Capitol in Washington, similar to the days after the January 6 attack. We love Trump! CBS's Manuel Bajorquez is covering a pro-Trump protest near the family estate in Palm Beach. Several dozen of the former president's supporters gathered along this bridge leading towards Mar-a-Lago, holding signs and flags in solidarity. They view the case in New York as purely politically motivated and feel that an attack on the former president is also an attack on them. The former president echoed them Monday night. They know that we will defeat them. But they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. Huddling with advisors in Florida today, Trump has used the threat of indictment to fundraise, sending over a dozen emails since Saturday. And he has rallied Republicans, including some of his 2024 rivals. I think what we know is when you get into political prosecutions like this, it's more about um, revenge than it is about justice. Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul said the Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg should be put in jail. Responding to pressure, Bragg said he won't let baseless accusations deter us from fairly applying the law. If Trump is indicted, he is expected to travel to New York, where he would surrender to authorities, be fingerprinted, photographed and arraigned before a judge, a potentially chaotic scene. I can assure you the Secret Service will shadow him and will be with him every step of the way, wherever he may go in the courthouse. A.T. Smith was the deputy director of the Secret Service. Well, this is certainly an unprecedented event, uh, to say the least, but the Secret Service is very uh, well-equipped to handle uh, large crowds, large visits, things that are uh, unique in the way of protection. They're planning ahead for anything that could go wrong. As Trump deals with a possible indictment, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, moving closer to his own 2024 bid, said in a new interview today that character matters, a remark seen by some Trump advisors as a not-so-veiled shot at Trump. Nora. Robert Costa, thank you very much. There's new disturbing surveillance video tonight that shows a 28-year-old man who later died pinned to the ground of a group of sheriff's deputies and staff members at a mental hospital. Seven deputies and three workers are charged with second-degree murder. We get more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues. 
surveillance video from inside a Virginia hospital shows Ivo Otieto being dragged into a room by Henrico County Sheriff's deputies at 4.19 p.m. on March 6, his hands and feet shackled. About eight minutes later, Otieto appears to struggle. The deputies and hospital staff rush over and pin him to the floor. At one point, as many as 10 people are seen pressing down on his body while other hospital staff look on. I'm There's sorry. no pulse anymore. Is the patient aggressive or is he not? He's no, not he used to be aggressive, right? So they're trying to put him in restraint. Then eventually he didn't, he's no longer breathing. Roughly 12 minutes later, Otieno's body appears lifeless on the floor. Hospital staff try to resuscitate him, but he's pronounced dead about an hour later. He loved his mother, and I loved him too. Today, Otieno's mother called his death inhumane. I saw these nine men and a woman on top of my baby, <laughs> squeezing him, squeezing him every inch of the way, literally squeezing the life out of him. Otieno was detained on a mental illness hold on March 3rd. Police say he assaulted hospital staff and was transferred to the county jail before being taken to the state hospital where he died. Ten people are now charged with second-degree murder. Outside the courthouse, one of their attorneys criticized the decision to release the video. It's going to be more difficult to find a jury that has not been tainted or read a particular news story of any sort, so I'm disappointed in it. Based on the 911 calls released today, there appears to have been a delay in getting the 28-year-old medical attention. Those delays are still unexplained. The county prosecutor has said that more people could face charges in connection with Otieno's death. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. More than 400,000 students are out of the classroom in Los Angeles and will be for the next two days. School employees are on strike at the second largest school district in the country. CBS's Carter Evans tells us tonight what they're asking for. Walking the picket lines in the pouring rain, L.A. school support staff are flanked by teachers in solidarity. Supporting our sister union. It's a crisis. Without bus drivers, without cafeteria workers, without custodians, the classroom doesn't run. Rebecca Anderson is a special education assistant. Her union says low wages are pushing workers into poverty. They're demanding a 30% raise. We don't get a raise every year. After 22 years, she now makes $25 an hour. The inflation, everything has gone up, rent, gas, food, everything is just terrible right now. Most of the union's members work fewer than six hours a day, bringing the average pay to nearly $32,000 a year. The average price for a one-bedroom apartment in the city of L.A. tops that at $2,800 a month. Emmanuel Morales is a custodian making $18 an hour, just above minimum wage here. He still lives with his parents. Could you afford your own apartment? No, not if I could. If I wanted to, I could. Not with that type of money. The district is offering a 23% raise with a 3% bonus, and negotiations are still stalled. I believe this strike could have been avoided, but it cannot be avoided without parties at the table. No matter the outcome, nearly half a million children will lose three days of school, increasing the burden on parents. Uh, she is autistic. With her not being in school this three days, she could have a delay back with her program that she's currently in. 
Now, 80 percent of the students in this district are considered low income, and they depend on schools like this to provide daily meals. Well, workers prepared three days' worth of food for them, and today they're handing them out in parking lots across the city. Nora? Still thinking of those kids. Carter Evans, thank you so much. Tonight, California is being slammed by the 12th atmospheric river of the season. Heavy rains, strong winds and flooding are already causing problems across Southern California. For more, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Hey there, Mike. Nora, good evening to you. It is nonstop persistent rain, snow, and wind across California. From Northern California to Southern California, big, low-pressure system rolling through the San Francisco Bay Area, but showers go all the way down to San Diego, where we've had severe thunderstorm warnings today, and then a lot of mountain snow that goes from California all the way to the Colorado Rockies. Here's the footprint of all that. In many areas, around an inch of rain is still to go, but also some high winds, which now brings us a concern for some power outages as trees may come down. And then in the highest elevations, two to three more feet of snow, and eventually that comes into the Intermountain West as well. Then, as that energy rolls into the south, three potential days of severe weather. Tomorrow, mainly Missouri and Illinois, and then it's Oklahoma and Texas going into Thursday, and then by Friday, Nora, it's across the lower Mississippi River Valley. Mike Bettis, thank you. Tonight, the Pentagon says it's ahead of schedule to send Patriot missiles and Abrams tanks to Ukraine. U.S. training of Ukrainian troops is moving faster than expected. And it comes as we saw Russian President Vladimir Putin and Chinese leader Xi Jinping standing shoulder to shoulder today, an alliance the White House is calling a marriage of convenience. CBS's Rami Innocencio reports tonight from Ukraine. Choreographed pageantry for the world to see. Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin issuing their joint statement on Ukraine. China remains impartial, said Xi, on the side of peace and right side of history. China's plan could form a basis for a settlement, said Putin, but the West and Kyiv are not ready for it. That plan has been derided by the West for not demanding Russia's military to withdraw. Xi attempting to act as peacemaker in the war, yet never condemning Putin's invasion. The two authoritarian leaders side by side, further trying to present themselves as a twin counterweight to U.S. influence in the world. It looks like the West indeed intends to fight Russia until the last Ukrainian, said Putin. Russia will respond accordingly. While world powers talked around Ukraine, inside the war-torn country, President Vladimir Zelensky paid his respects to fallen soldiers, while Ukrainians bear the brunt of constant Russian shelling. What's your day-to-day life here? What do you do when you wake up before you go to bed? We ask God to save the city for fewer deaths, says Lilia. It's very scary because people die every day just going about their business. And following Xi Jinping's state visit with Vladimir Putin, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says he has now invited China's leader for talks. Zelensky says that he is receiving some signals, but there are no specifics yet. Nora? Ramey and Asensio, thank you. A Florida man is free tonight after spending more than a year in a Saudi Arabian prison. Saad al-Mahdi was arrested for tweets criticizing Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The 72-year-old who has dual citizenship was arrested while visiting family in Saudi Arabia and sentenced to 19 years in prison and a travel ban. It's unclear when he'll be allowed to return to the U.S. 
Tonight in our continuing series, Facing Fertility, we take a closer look at an important decision a growing number of women are making. In 2020, more than 12,000 women froze their eggs, nearly double from 2016. A new study from NYU Langone shows the average age of a woman who freezes her eggs is about 38, and her chance of a live birth from those eggs is 39%. CBS's Nikki Batiste follows one woman's journey. I know that I want kids one day. Erin Hanley was 33 when she decided to freeze her eggs, a process that requires around two weeks of hormone shots. So I like to do this little bit of ice. The hormones stimulate follicles in a woman's ovaries to produce multiple eggs. Once the eggs have grown enough, they're surgically removed. Only around 80% are typically mature enough to be frozen. They retrieved 20 and then they ended up freezing 14. About 30% will go on to become viable embryos, but not all the embryos will lead to pregnancy. Whenever you're freezing eggs, you always have to remember um, that 14 eggs will not equate to 14 babies. Dr. Rachel McConnell, a reproductive endocrinologist at Columbia University Fertility Center, says Erin has about an 80% chance of at least one live birth from her 14 eggs. I think it's very important for patients to look at egg freezing as another step to hopefully protect them for the future. But it's definitely not a guarantee. In general, for women of all ages, 25 frozen eggs will lead to one live birth. Egg freezing can cost anywhere from five to $10,000 a cycle. Currently, 18 states mandate insurers cover some form of fertility treatment. Most risks of egg freezing are minimal. Side effects from the hormone shots can include breast tenderness, mood swings, and bloating. How much hope were you given that freezing your eggs would lead to someday having a baby? I think it was it was definitely hope because it's better than not having it at all. Fertility doctors suggest educating women about reproductive health by their mid-20s because biological clocks tick faster than we think. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. A group of school children stop an attempted kidnapping. We'll have the details next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
Listen to this scary story. A 30-year-old man from Gaithersburg, Maryland, is accused of trying to kidnap a child who was waiting for a school bus. Police say the man grabbed the child, but other students at the bus stop intervened and the victim was able to get away. Well, the school kids reported the incident and the suspect was arrested a short time later. Basketball Hall of Famer Willis Reed has died. In one of the most memorable moments in NBA Finals history, Reed limped onto the court for Game 7, hobbled by a leg injury, providing the emotional spark that inspired the New York Knicks' first championship in 1970. Along with Walt Frazier, he was part of a Knicks core that won another championship in 1973. Willis Reed, two-time NBA Finals MVP, was 80 years old. President Biden honors Bruce Springsteen and other stars at a White House awards ceremony. That's next. President Biden handed out the National Medal of Arts today. The honorees included Veep and Seinfeld star Julia Louis-Dreyfus, music legends Bruce Springsteen and Gladys Knight, The Office actress and producer Mindy Kaling, and fashion designer Vera Wang. First given out in 1985, the National Medal of Arts is the government's highest honor for outstanding contributions to the arts. A group of college athletes are flipping into the history books. That's next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. To become one of the nation's top gymnasts takes balance, strength, flexibility, and determination. CBS's Jan Crawford found those qualities in a history-making gymnastics team at one of the nation's historically black colleges and universities. With every soaring leap, 17-year-old Morgan Price and her teammates at Nashville's Fisk University are making history. I was just so excited for this opportunity that is like once in a lifetime. African-American gymnasts are some of the sport's biggest stars. But in 41 years of college gymnastics, Fisk is the first HBCU ever to field an NCAA gymnastics team. I love a challenge. Give me a challenge. New head coach Corinne Tarver knows about rewriting the record books. She was the first black gymnast to win an NCAA all-around title. To build a program from scratch, she asked her recruits a question. She said, do you want to make history? And I was like, yeah. Price, a five-star recruit, decommitted from the University of Arkansas to attend. As I tell them all the time, you know, it's about you learning. It's about you growing. It's about you getting better each week. 
In their first year competing, these young women are excelling and drawing record crowds. We are making a change in the gymnastics world and that we are paving the way for the younger girls who look like us. History from one generation to the next. Jan Crawford, CBS News, Washington. Think how many girls they will inspire. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.